birth rates in the United States and around the world are plummeting. There's also a huge nutrition summit happening in Europe right now that's looking at replacing meat with cell cultures, lab-grown cultures that are supposed to taste like meat. We're also going to talk about government surveillance of Skinwalker Ranch. We did interview the superintendent of Skinwalker Ranch and the owner, and they are being surveilled by the government. Take a look at what Thomas Winterton said. I believe the same night that we saw that anomaly in the high-speed camera, we had a Black Hawk helicopter fly right directly over us at about 300 feet elevation. That is me and Elizabeth Lane out in Utah this past week. We just got done traveling America for a new series we're filming that'll air on Unified TV. We, while we were out there, we met with the owner of Skinwalker Ranch himself, Brandon Dugall. What convinced him paranormal activity is real at Skinwalker Ranch? In that moment, I went from being an open-minded but very skeptical person to not a, not a believer but an experience. We'll have more of that soundbite coming up on my show today. Also, I studied Mormons in Idaho. If you follow my Instagram, you know that. I went and hung out in Idaho for a few days, just got back, met a lot of Mormons, learned a little bit about the Mormon culture. Some of my audience was gassed. I'm going to tell you about that. And while I was out there, I watched The Matrix for the first time ever. I've never seen it. We're going to talk about that coming up in the show as well. But, all right, let's get rid of this music and jump right into fertility. Vox.com has just come out, out with an article saying you can't even pay people to have more kids. Uh, some nations trying to really increase incentives for more children because their populations are plummeting. It says these countries tried everything from cash to patriotic calls to duty to reverse drastically declining birth rates, and it didn't work. Taiwan has spent more than $3 billion trying to get its citizens to have more children. In 2009, after decades of falling birth rates, it began offering six months of paid parental leave, reimbursed uh, at 60% of new parent salary, then Recently increased that share to 80%. The government has introduced a cash benefit and a tax break for parents of young children and has invested in child care centers. Uh, they're trying everything and it's not working. Now, it says in the United States, the birth rate has been falling since the Great Recession, 2008, uh, dropping almost 23% between 2007 and 2022. Today, the average American woman has about 1.6 children down from three in 2050, a sig significantly below the replacement rate of 2.1 children needed to sustain a stable population. Italy's similar. 12 people now die for every seven babies born. In South Korea, the birth rate is down 0.81 children per woman. That's real low. In China, after decades of a strictly enforcing one-child policy, the population is shrinking for the first time since the 1960s. In Taiwan, the birth rate stands at 0.87%. So all these nations have plummeting population growth. Um, there are some countries that are the opposite. They're exploding in population size. But the U.S. is probably still growing, even though its population, even though the birth rate is down dramatically. 
we have people flooding across our border from all over the world. I went down and filmed what's happening at the Texas border for my new series coming out. And you'll see federal agents actually helping migrants come in, even though the American people think they're down there to guard the border. Our, our footage shows quite the opposite. And the Biden administration likes to spin it like, oh, this is the procedure we have to follow. But we are, we are regulating the border. No, they are helping everyone in. Anyway, the U.S. population likely still growing, even though the fertility rate is very, very low. Now, let me show you guys an article that came out in 2020, fertility rate jaw-dropping global crash in children being born, the bbc.com. Now, the fertility rates that they were anticipating for shrinking the global population, America is already outpacing that. Before I dive in any further, though, I want to shout out the sponsor of my coverage, which is National Gold Group. The U.S. debt spike couldn't ignite a long-term rally in gold since March of 2020. The U.S. added another $8 trillion in debt, and gold is up 50%. Now, with the Fed raising rates, the interest payment on our debt has surpassed $1 trillion annually. BRICS nations met last month, and oil-rich nations Saudi Arabia and UAE have joined Russia, China, and India. 51% of Americans can't even pay their credit card bills, which just surpassed $1 trillion for the first time in history. If this is Build Back Better, increased spending and regulations, it's likely to continue through 2024. Buying gold and silver is a strategic play that several countries are doing today. Who's looking out for the little guy when the government doesn't? Isn't it time you take a look at gold and silver now? Call America's own precious metals company, the National Gold Group today. Mention my channel, Ivory Hecker, and you'll always get Best in-class service from America's conservative precious metals leader. National Gold Group has the IRA fee waiver program on qualifying rollovers. You can call 888-617-5927. Get a free investor guide today. Link down in my description. Phone number down there as well. National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer. Call them 888-617-5927. Okay, let me show you guys. This article breaks down the concerns back in 2020. The world is ill-prepared, it says, for a global crash in children being born, which is set to have a jaw-dropping impact on societies, say researchers. Falling fertility rates mean nearly every country could have shrinking populations by the end of the century, and 23 nations, including Spain and Japan, are expected to see their populations halve by 2100. Countries will also age dramatically with as many as as many people turning 80 as there are being born. What's going on? The fertility rate, the average number of children a woman gives birth to is falling. If the number falls below approximately 2.1, then the size of the population starts to fall. So it's saying if she has less than two kids, if each woman is having less than two kids, then the population is shrinking because the two kids need to replace her and her husband. In 2050, it says, or, or 1950, women were having an average of 4.7 children in their lifetime. Researchers at University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation showed the global fertility rate nearly halved to 2.4%, 2.4 kids per woman in 2017. 
and the study published in The Lancet projected it will fall below 1.7 kids per woman by 2100, which we're a long way off from the year 2100. But if you look at the first article I just showed you, the U.S. is currently at 1.6 kids per woman. And it's saying the global population is going to be having 1.7 kids by 2100. So the U.S. has already outpaced the what the world will be hitting by the end of this century in order to have a declining global population. Um, they're saying the world is really just headed in that direction. And uh, they have this graph here showing you know, it, it just a prediction from 2017. They don't have in this article updated figures since the pandemic. Um, but it goes into why our fertility rates falling. It says it has nothing to do with sperm counts or the usual things that come to mind when discussing fertility. Instead, it is being driven by more women in education and work, as well as greater access to contra contraception, leading to women choosing to have fewer children. In many ways, falling fertility rates are a success story. So the countries where women are able to work, there are less children being born. And it talks about many women they talked to said that the cost of childcare and all the expensive, how, how expensive kids are, is causing them to choose to have less kids than they actually want. Um, so this article is arguing that if governments provide a bunch of benefits to women like free health care or free free child care that maybe the governments can get their populations to increase and if that doesn't work they suggested getting rid of birth control if governments banned birth control they mentioned one country that did did decide to ban birth control if i can find which one that was but by banning birth control, they were hoping to increase the population of their nation to make it more competitive against other nations. Now, this article from Business Insider Africa shows the 10 African countries with the highest fertility rate in 2023. You know how uh, each woman in America was having an average of 1.6 children? The country of Niger in Africa each woman's having an average of 6.7 children, just absolutely destroying <laughs> the American childbirth numbers. Angola is having 5.7 children per woman. Congo, 5.5 children per woman. Mali, 5.4. Benin, 5.3. Chad, 5.3. Um, Uganda, Somalia, South Sudan, and Burundi also absolutely destroying America and the rest of the world in their childbirth numbers. It says, according to Statista, the fertility rate per woman is in low-income countries is twice as high as the global average. As a result, nine out of the top 10 countries with the highest fertility rates are in Africa. Half the global population growth from 2022 to 2050 will occur in sub-Saharan Africa. The region's population is currently growing three times faster than the rest of the world. And by the end of the century, it will be home to a third of all people in the world compared to only 14% in 20. 
Wow, a third of world citizens will be in a part in in the in a part of Africa. Um, Africa is outpacing the rest of the world. So I guess I, I guess the theory is that um, when a family is low income, that's because the woman's not working; she is just childbearing. So they're making less money and having to pay more money for their kids. So they are then low income, but at least they are repopulating the earth by having children, unlike the rest of the world. Interesting stuff. Now the numbers on results of the pandemic, you know, it's still hard to find what's really true as far as how population, how, how is childbirth and fertility going after the pandemic? Uh, The United Nations has some graphs on, uh, fertility, death and birth rates historically, and then projections into the future. Um, you can see this graph from 1950 to 21, uh, to 2100. Um, and here we are at 2023 and they are projecting that the total population of the world will continue to just rise. But by the end of this century, it will flatten right out and start to dip down and population will start to reverse size based on current trends where many nations are switching over to shrinking, but not, not, not Africa. That's for sure. Okay. So a lot of these charts, they break it down in various ways, crude birth rate and crude death rate. You can see that the death rate has a big jump right before 2025. These numbers the UN reported are, were put out in 2021. So it has that jump in death rate during the pandemic. And then it projects that the death rate will go right back to normal in about 2023 to 2024. Death rate is projected by the UN to go back to normal. And uh, same with the birth rate. Okay, life expectancy at birth actually went down. Right before, right during the pandemic, but UN's projecting everything goes back to normal. Life expectancy at birth by sex, there's a dramatic dip during the pandemic, and then they predict that by 2024, life expectancy at birth by sex will go back to normal. But you see here the annual number of births and deaths there was a big dip in births since the pandemic. And then there was a big jump in deaths since the pandemic began. UN is anticipating that that will even, even out, go back to normal. But what's really, what's really going on, they're being very unclear here, whether births and deaths have indeed reverted back to pre-2020 numbers. Now that we are out of the pandemic, there's still a lot of question marks on that. I wanted to show you guys the nation, uh, the states within the U.S. that have the most, fer- the most fertility. Surprise, surprise, the darkest numbers are the highest fertility rate, and that is North Dakota and South Dakota. Actually, it was a surprise to me. I had no idea what to expect with this chart. This is from the cdc.gov. 
showing that the fertility rate is 66 to 92% in North and South Dakota. At, but much of the nation is as low as 40 to 44% fertility rate, which is those white colored states. A lot of the West Coast, California, as well as East Coast, Northeast, especially New York, Vermont, Maine, all of those Northeastern states having very few kids. Florida, Florida is even having very few kids. This is 2021, which is the most recent fertility rate numbers from the CDC. Now let's switch to 2020 and watch how this changes. Um, you can see some of the white states turn pink, which means the fertility rate was higher in 2020. Now 2019, more states turn pink and more states turn maroon. So 2019 fertility was dramatically increased compared to today. 2018, the states get even dark at 2017. Look at this, how much more fertile the United States was. 2016, tons of purple states, maroon states. The U.S. was dramatically more fertile than 2015, 2014, and 2005. It jumps down to when most of the U.S. was dark purple. This is crazy to me how just in the past few years, fertility has absolutely plummeted in the U.S. Let's go back to 2021 and look look at all of the color fade out of the U.S. Boom. Very few people having kids in 2021 compared to earlier in this century. That is just like, yikes, uh, what's going on there? There's a lot of different factors going on. Uh, checking your comments because we are live. Um, Chris says this happens at the fall of every empire. Um, Colin says, sounds like you need to start importing Canadians. <laughs> if we can, we have enough people pouring across our southern border, but if we add people from our northern border, we can really increase our population. Um, shout out to my viewers in Maine. You guys need to have more kids. Actually, I was just talking to someone from Maine or uh, someone had visited Maine and said that it was all lesbians there. Like almost all the women in Maine were lesbian, which really surprised me. There is a growing LGBT culture, which probably plays a small role. And then we've got career women that pay, pay, plays a small role. We have the growing culture of division between men and women who, being afraid of each other, seeing each other as the enemy, believing that each other ha has the worst um, motives against each other. Um, so men and women's relationships are more and more falling apart. And then um, the division between men and women, men are then turning to porn and then porn it, they don't have sex anymore. And so nobody's having kids. <laughs> Those are just a few of the issues. And then of course we got the pharmaceutical stuff. Um, a lot of people got sick starting in 2020. People loaded up pharmaceuticals into their body in the ensuing years, people taking four or more uh, pharmaceuticals in the arm. And pretty soon um, infertility can, uh, can be a factor and things like that. Okay, the next topic I was going to talk about is, did you know there's a giant 
uh, Future of Nutrition Summit happening in Europe. Let me just put it on the screen. Europe is planning the future of nutrition, whether you like it or not. It started the, the summit started today or yesterday, I guess, and it's going throughout the week in Frankfurt. And a lot of representatives from the Netherlands are there. Um, and, and people are going to be, it, it says here, during the summit, experts will present the latest innovations from across the food value chain from ag tech to food tech, revolutionizing the industry such as vertical farming, molecular farming, cellular agriculture, preci- precision fermentation, and the challenges and opportunities behind them. I highlighted molecular farming and cellular ag- agriculture. Most people probably don't know what those are. Um, I didn't, I looked at a plant molecular farming fact sheet. This is what it is. Current applications for plant molecular farming techniques include producing dairy and egg proteins, producing growth factors for use in cultivated meat and creating value add ingredients for plant-based meat. Yeah. So fancy way of saying they're creating artificial meat in Europe right now and presenting their research on how to do that and how to get it to more people in the world. That's molecular farming. And then cellular agriculture is the um, lab grown meat. Um, They put some cell cultures in a Petri dish and grow meat that way. And it's supposed to taste like meat and have some of the basic molecular constructs of animal meat without any animals involved. It's called cellular agriculture. And this is all a growing in industry, growing at a rapid pace. Now they're starting with your pets since they can't get a lot of people on board right now, people don't want really want lab grown meat or even, you know, a lot of people aren't really into fake plant meat that's supposed to be meat um, and definitely not insect meat. So what they're doing is uh, presenting it to your pets first. Like they're saying, look, if you eat something that's made of insects, you're going to be helping the environment. Will you Will you at least be willing to have your pet eat this? And people are like, okay, my pet can help the environment, but I'm just not ready to eat crickets. Um, this is Protix. Um, it is a insect meat company out of the Netherlands. And you can see they're presenting their product, superior insect protein, high quality insect fats, Puree for appetizing pet food, all natural sustainable insect fertilizer, black soldier fly eggs, and uh, naturally taste your eggs. So this is being marketed right now to animals. Now, Protix, I talked about how they partnered with Tyson Foods right now, which Tyson actually supplies beef and chicken meat, chicken meat, especially to the American people. Tyson has a new giant partnership with Protix. Now, when you read into it, they do say that they right that, that right now the American people and the public are not ready 
to eat insects. So they're going to be starting with your pets. It says here, those flies are not going into human food at this point, CNN says. Today, we're focused on more of an ingredient application with insect protein that we, that um, with insect protein, then we are a customer, a consumer application, the Tyson chief said. So Tyson is, is um, building a big plant, plant in the U.S. with Protix from the Netherlands to partner this meat company in the U.S. with insect company from the Netherlands. And some people have said to me that, oh, you're blowing this up, Ivory. They're not going to be supplying insects to humans. This is only for your pet. And I say that this, they're, they're starting the infrastructure. They, they're not going to build this big plant just thinking that humans are never going to participate. The, the PR program is uh, in place to get humans to be more willing to eat um, insect foods. And you can see the PR campaign popping up in outlets like Time magazine saying, uh, quote, they're healthy, they're sustainable, so why don't humans eat more bugs? And uh, a lot of humans are eating bugs. There are restaurants here in Houston where I live that are uh, that have crickets on the menu as a delicacy appetizer. My friends, I've gone out to these restaurants. My friends ordered and ate the crickets. So it's being presented as a delicacy in fine restaurants right now. And then on Amazon, you can eat, you can order protein powder that's made of crickets instead of your whey protein or your pea protein. It's only ingredient here is house crickets. Um, and amazon.com says looking for an unusual and unique way to fuel your high protein diet. Nature has the answer with this nourishing powder made entirely from ground crickets. To most, eating crickets may appear to have a high yuck factor, but you won't spot any of the distinctive characteristics of our um, tripping chums in this powder. So it's being rolled out and I, I'm confident. I, I'm going to bet on the fact that Tyson Meats is going to be putting these insects into its meat, but for humans, but not right now because humans are not quite ready. All right. To Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. This is a ranch that hundreds of years ago, the Native Americans said was cursed. Bad things would happen on that ranch. Now, recently, people have decided to study what the heck is going on in that ranch. I was out in Utah filming this new series, Beyond the Surface of America, with my colleague Elizabeth Lane. It will be premiering on Unified TV. You can access Unified TV in my description. One of our episodes focuses on Utah and Skinwalker Ranch. We interviewed the superintendent and the owner. Now, the owner of Skinwalker Ranch is a very wealthy uh, commercial real estate guy. He also has a private jet company and a lot of different businesses. And he was presented with the opportunity to buy Skinwalker Ranch a few years ago. He was skeptical, but curious. He, he figured he was going to check it out and disprove 
these stories because the people, the family who bought this ranch in uh, the early nineties, I believe it was 94, a family bought this ranch and had some really bizarre experiences. In one case, a wolf came up to the house. They shot at it through the window and it wouldn't die. It, it acted completely unaffected by the bullets. They, they, go off to chase and track the wolf and its footprints just vanish in the snow, I guess. And um, a lot of strange paranormal things started to happen. Now, the owner of Skimwalker Ranch, Brandon Fugal, sat down with us just a few days ago. I'm going to play a clip from the full interview, which you'll see on Unified, when he explains how he first realized that the paranormal activity on the ranch was real here. To I didn't believe it. So I was a skeptic. <laughs> I acquired the ranch as an open-minded but very skeptical person. I felt that there was likely a, a natural prosaic explanation for what had been reported there for mm-hmm. decades, if not millennia. And I had never seen a UFO, a ghost, an orb, or anything of the sort. I bought it to essentially disprove and debunk uh, a lot of the claims. For six months, you know, between April and October of 2016, that was the first six months that I owned it, I didn't observe anything personally that was unusual. Uh, after six months of owning it, visiting it on a regular basis and having a team engaged, uh, I was shocked to witness in broad daylight with multiple people at my side uh, what can only be described as a flying saucer, as a gray, silver, disc-like object that appeared above the Mesa Plateau in broad daylight right in front of us and proceeded to maneuver uh, in startling ways. Uh, And it changed my entire worldview, my perspective. In that moment, I went from being an open-minded but very skeptical person to not not a believer, but an experiencer. And from that day forward, I was bound and determined to allocate the resources and engage the professionals necessary to not only document the reality of what I knew then to be true Mm -hmm. and occurring above and on the ranch, but also be able to understand hopefully the nature of it. Wow, that is wild. And since then, History Channel has approached them. He started doing private research of his ranch. History Channel approaches them and says, can we document your research on on TV? And so now there's a very popular Skinwalker Ranch show on History Channel, and they have gotten some wild footage of paranormal activity at the ranch. But the government has been paying very close attention to what they're doing, which I'll show you real quick. Thank you, Kevin, for the super sticker. I appreciate that. Super Chat's Support my independent journalism. Other ways to donate and support me are down below. Okay, so Thomas Winterton is the superintendent of of Skinwalker Ranch. He's had all kinds of paranormal experiences there. And while it's conducting a study um, in the sky above Skinwalker Ranch, the government came in and started to surveil when they were not supposed to. It was, a, it, it was actually against the law due to their um, permit they got for the government to come through, they still came through the skies. Here it is. I believe the same night that we saw that anomaly in the high-speed camera, we had a Black Hawk helicopter fly 
right directly over us at about 300 feet elevation. Um, yeah, here, here's the full clip. And I would say there's been multiple incidents, incidents where we feel like we're being monitored very closely. Um, I mean, to this day, uh, the Black Hawk that came over us, matter of fact, it happened to be, I believe, the same night that we saw that anomaly in the high-speed camera. We had a Black Hawk helicopter fly right directly over us at about 300 feet elevation. We had a note amount uh, because we were shooting rockets off. It was illegal for pilots to be flying through that airspace. It was a closed airspace. Yet we have a, a military helicopter fly through just moments after we see that. And to this day, um, you know, we haven't been able to, it, it was a classified mission. We don't know what they were doing. They haven't released it. So that full episode will be coming up on Unified TV on our series, Beyond the Surface of America. Stay tuned for its premiere, Unified TV. You can go subscribe to this uncensored streaming platform at my link in description. That's where I put out also my most uncensored and just crazy informative interviews as well. The ones that don't survive on YouTube go on Unified. And while I was out during my travel, so we're in Utah and I was like, this is the land of Mormons, right? The land of polygamy. And uh, there were all kinds of giant churches and temples, I guess they call them. Uh, Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. Anyway, we go on to, to Idaho was our next stop for filming. And, and we stayed at this house with a group of people they were all mormons <laughs> well not all of them but a lot of the people there the homeowner was mormon and they were talking to us about what it was to be mormon um they didn't have coffee at that house because mormons can't have coffee i learned which really shocked me so i guess they don't drink alcohol or coffee but they did have rockstar energy drinks there which so that kind of caffeine is loud but not coffee um all these rules that i didn't know but they were wonderful loving christian people they invited us to church on sunday just this week so i went to my first mormon church service it was very similar i thought to a normal church service except there were there wasn't a pastor there was just various people sharing but you know they're they're all about the bible like the average churches and a lot of their hymns were like the same as other churches I've been to. Um, and I asked them about polygamy and they're like, no, 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 no. They're like, that's such a misconception. Mormons are not polygamous. Um, the Mormons I talked to told me that they're out of all Mormons in America. There's only like 2% of them are more are, are polygamist at this point. And they said, um, now the Mormons I talked to in Idaho said that the polygamy the reason they had polygamy in the 1800s uh, amongst the Mormons and they got known for polygamy was because Mormons were being persecuted, which I looked this up and they were. I didn't realize that a lot of Americans didn't like Mormons and they they were trying they would they would push them out of the state. They were in, like if they were in Illinois or Missouri, they would push them further west, like get out of our state. And the Mormons eventually went further west and settled in Salt Lake City area. But I guess when they were being kicked out of various states, various states, like some, a lot of the Mormon men died. This is the story being told to me by the Mormons in Idaho. And that when the men died, the church leader would, would assign another man to marry that man's widow and add her to his family so then he'd have two wives and that's how polygamy started going with the mormons i don't know if that's true because i read something um from pbs that uh 
Uh, da, 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 da. So Smith was like the leader of the Mormons, received a new revelation. Latter-day Saints could baptize the dead and enter into celestial marriage, more commonly known as polygamy. So it sounds like he, he received, like he's saying he received a vision that said polygamy was okay. But then others are saying that the Mormons only did polygamy when a man was murdered and his wife needed a new husband. But they also were telling me that if the guy's original wife objected, then he didn't, he was off the hook. He didn't have to take, take a second wife. Um, but anyway, basically most Mormons are against polygamy now and very into mon monogamy. That is what I learned from the Mormons while I was out there um, in Idaho and Utah. Very interesting stuff. And while we were in Idaho with the Mormons, we watched The Matrix. I had never seen The Matrix before. I just watched it for the first time this past weekend. And it was such a good movie. I know people are shocked. I've never seen it. Um, but when all of humanity has seen the matrix, then you have nobody to watch it with. So I missed the boat originally in 1999 when I was 10 years old, I didn't see it. And then there, <laughs> there was nobody to see it with. And finally some people were willing to rewatch the matrix with me and they were mind blown again, even though they'd already seen it because the matrix is so much more applicable today than it was back then. It starts out with the story of how humans had invented AI and bots and the bots and the artificial intelligence had taken over and turned the humans into batteries, deciding that the humans were the disease of the earth. The bots decided they were the saviors of the earth and they were going to turn humans into batteries to help power the AI's existence, if I'm recalling this correctly. So humans are put into these battery packs and their minds are put on a program where they're living in a fake reality. And many humans wonder if this whole existence is a fake reality too. We die and then we actually go back to real reality with God after we die. So what if we wake up to this video game we're in right now, if we become aware this is only a video game and we actually have God power all along, could we become a super force like Neo when he woke up within the matrix? So it was such an interesting vid movie and, and thing to ponder. Um, and his meeting with the Oracle when she basically told him, this is up to you. If you're, if you're going to decide to have to grow your faith enough, to believe enough in yourself to be completely free of the matrix, to see the matrix for what it is and to own your own power. It's always there with you if you just wake up to it. So I'm going to watch it again. It's a great movie for growing your faith and uh, really, really enjoyed it. And a lot of stuff that people can relate to as many people since the pandemic have felt like they're waking up to the matrix that our government um, and our world leaders have put us in. <sighs> Colin says, know thyself. That was the sign in the Oracle's kitchen when Neo goes to see her. I saw that sign. Now in our tour of America, we just did for this new series. Day one of filming, we went to visit the Freemasons in Washington, D.C. to get to the bottom of what Freemasons are really up to. And we interviewed one of the top level Freemasons. And in their 
Freemason temple there, they had this big stone chair that said, know thyself. And when I was watching the movie in the matrix, I said, hold up. And I had taken a picture of that chair. And I was like, is that the same saying? Oh my gosh, the Freemasons have the matrix saying on their chair in DC, what's going on? (laughs) Thank you to the inflation situation for the super chat. Thank you, Ivory. Interesting stuff. Keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground. I appreciate that. Oh, Chris is saying that the Mormons are the Freemasons. It was so weird how much like Freemasons came up in our filming of the series over the past two weeks, which I have never paid attention to Freemasons. Like, I guess that's just an irrelevant men's club as far as I'm concerned, but other people think they have a lot of power. They kept coming up. People would bring them up as we were filming. For instance, we're at Skinwalker Ranch. We're, uh, oh, get this. The owner wouldn't even let us go to Skinwalker Ranch. It was highly regulated. Um, and there's insurance company liability issue if you bring uh, certain people on. Anyway, he's telling us about the ranch because we can't be there, but he's going to give us video of the ranch. Anyway, he said that there's an old Masonic symbol on the ranch. So the Freemasons come up at Skinwalker Ranch too. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, Just checking the rest of, oh, there's another, oh, thank you. There's another super chat. Oh, that's the same one. Sorry guys. Okay. Thank you so much for all of the support and it's good to be back on the live stream and I'll probably do another one tomorrow catch you guys up now that I am back in Texas. Um, thanks for tuning in and showing your support. If you hit subscribe, you'll be able to find my channel easier on YouTube. All right. With that being said, have a great night.